This is Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. My name is Rachel Kelly. Welcome to my podcast. As a highly sensitive person, knowing there's so many others out there just like me, I wanted to create this podcast as a safe place to express myself and connect with others as I explore and share topics that many of us stay silent around. As a trauma-informed coach and narcissistic abuse specialist, you can expect both personal stories and educational insights along the way. My hope is that by hearing the raw and vulnerable parts of my life, you can remind yourself that you're never alone in yours. Hello, welcome back to Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. And... This episode is inspired by some conversations that I had after my episode around love bombing was released and I had some people sharing with me insights into their views of love bombing and some of the people that I'd spoke to had shared some stories of being the victim of the love bombing so having had men like doing it to them or women and then I spoke to some other people who were also confused about whether or not they were doing the love bombing and so it was a really interesting thing to observe and a part of me was like I guess there is more nuance to this and the people that are probably listening to this and resonating or have been through something similar are probably the kinds of people that display some sort of um, deeply empathic personality and may or maybe not have some traits of codependency. So I felt like it would be really important actually to do an episode just to give some clarity around what is the difference between somebody who is going into a dating situation, who's going into a relationship, who really is offering their genuine love at the beginning phases of dating and also in relationships. So for love bombing, we can be sure that this is a pattern that happens that is a manipulation tactic by narcissistic individuals that is done very much at the beginning of the dating period to to lure people in, to trap them in, to create this sense of feeling like the victim let's call them is indebted to the narcissist and so with this in mind we can see the pattern where the love bombing actually tails off and it actually changes and once a narcissist feels that they're they're certain that this person that they're dating is is interested in them they'll begin to change their behavior the mask may drop they may come in with some devaluation and begin to use some other manipulation tactics to be emotionally physically or mentally abusive with their victim so what i wanted to say on this is i understand that the types of people are going to be people with deeply caring compassionate parts of themselves that really end up being in these situations if you were in a situation where you were being love bombed by a narcissist but you had a very very healthy sense of self it's unlikely that you would continue to overlook it again you may if there's a real core part of your personality that maybe doesn't understand that it's a manipulation tactic and you may think well i'm very similar i display these intense patterns with everything you know not just relationships but 
I'm a really intense person and you make that part of your identity and then it can be really confusing to kind of discern. So I thought what I would do here is differentiate between someone that is genuinely kind of intense and passionate as a person and a narcissist that is engaging with the love bombing and the tactics. So if it's genuine, if you really feel that there, there is this part, and I'll touch on this in the end part of the episode, like maybe why this intensity and this passion plays out. But first of all, let me just touch on how the genuine intensity and passion will show up. So if you're genuinely interested in somebody and you feel that there's a part of you that is an intense or passionate person, and there's no making this wrong or, you know, right, it's not a good or bad. But these passionate kind of people, they express themselves really openly and kind of sincerely. And maybe, you know, sometimes that's a really great strength to have that vulnerability where you're really open and you're able to express yourself in a really genuine way. And so the emotions here from someone that's exp- expressing themselves with intensity, it's because they feel that, that's that's what they're feeling in, in themselves. And actually, some people are better at communicating that than others. So you may feel that if this is you that I'm speaking to that, yeah, it's real and it's not used to manipulate or control. And as I mentioned just before, the level of love bombing that takes place with narcissists is that it's very much the beginning parts of dating. Once that's once they've got you hooked in, they're going to realize that they can change their ways and their mask starts to drop. And that's when the other parts of a narcissist personality will come through. But when it comes to a genuine, intense, kind of passionate person that is sharing their emotions with somebody else, it's it's from a real caring place. And so there's a consistency with this. The, the people that care, that are passionate and intense, it's not going to just fade and suddenly change and and suddenly become like, they're just going to stop. It was only that these people that are passionate were just passionate at the beginning. They'll continue to show interest and and commitment as the relationship goes on. So that's kind of a big one, I feel. The other one that I wanted to touch on as I was reflecting on this is how there's a very clear difference in people that are really genuine in it, genuinely feeling a deep level of love and experience a deep range of emotions in relationships and you can be enthusiastic and fully like invested in a relationship but still have respect for the other person and and respect their boundaries and respect people's space whereas when it comes to love bombing what we what is clear about love bombing is there's no real respect for boundaries it's very much just like I'm going to keep going for this sending them loads of messages just bombing them literally with all of this affection and love and so the people that are coming from a more healthy place of this is genuine this is passion this is intensity is from a a place of i get it like there are boundaries and maybe have more well in fact definitely have more discernment around this and this is actually more nuanced i'm going to come on to why we may overgive or how different parts of us attachment styles personality may affect and i guess yeah just understanding that that when when you're passionate you're intense there's a genuine feeling of care a genuine feeling of empathy and you care about the other person you care about their well-being you're not just thinking about yourself your needs so that's super important because obviously when we're coming to look at a narcissist we're really looking at 
their self-centeredness, the intensity that they come at their love bombing is around themselves. It's around them. What can they get from you? How can you be their supply? How can you be the source of their love, their validation, just so they feel good about themselves? So they have these, these drives, these desires, and it's all about themselves and not about your feelings. They will invade your boundaries. They will disregard your need for your independence at times, pushing just to see how far you can go, just to kind of get some idea of, yeah, really testing you, yeah, and having very little kind of concern for your your time away, any free time, which I mentioned in the love bombing episode, why maybe there may be a tactic around distancing you from friends or family. And yeah, as I kind of already mentioned, just the level of charm, the level of flattery, it's really superficial and insincere when it's coming from a narcissist. It's its not genuine connection, even though it may feel like it to somebody that really has a core wound that the root of this codependency, which is one of the things that I really touched on in the love bombing episode, is of course, we have to look at these core wounds. And without understanding the factors, the nervous system, familiarity, the the drivers from our attachments, the understanding of our parents, how present they were, how available they were for us emotionally, physically, all of that stuff, like we really have to understand that. And so if there is a wound, any kind of connection may feel better than none. A connection that is giving you what you feel you need to soothe that wound is going to feel great. And a narcissist is is certainly more interested in winning you over than that genuine connection. That genuine connection can be really hard to understand and see and know if you're not used to a healthy relationship and you don't have something to model that on. So the people that reached out to me, I know that their concerns coming from a place of thinking, am I the love bomber? And if you're the love bomber, this is this is saying to yourself, either am I the narcissist or do I explain extreme manipulative tendencies just because I'm trying to get a certain outcome to fulfill this really bruised and wounded ego of mine. So if this is the question that you have, again, it comes back to that question of most of the research and most of the time, if an, if somebody is questioning, am I the narcissist? It's really, really unlikely that they are the narcissist. And so that can kind of lend itself to, you know, looking at, are you able to self-reflect? Are you able to understand yourself and make changes? Maybe there was a time where you related to two, three, four of the things that I said in terms of what love bombing can be, you know, not to a hundred. You're my soulmate at the start of a dating period or a relationship. And of course, there are going to be many reasons that can be reflected on as to why that may be the case. Why is it that you go from naught to 100? Why is it that maybe you you shower somebody with affection and love? Or maybe even rather than why at this stage, maybe a good question for you to think of is like, what is the impact of that for you? How has that worked out? How have your relationships worked out when you have gone in and displayed some of these traits tendencies to be more intense more passionate and this isn't again to to say there's a right or wrong way but 
from my personal experience again here just to add with this is that I've very much been on this side of things I'm passionate I can get attached quickly sometimes maybe more so in the past because now I have more knowledge and awareness but there's definitely been times where I've got attached in quickly but what I wanted to say with all of that is if we can understand why or how that serves us or how that doesn't serve us then we can just get more curious about our patterns the second thing that I wanted to just say with this is coming back to this um, to my own personal share is that as a kind of standard rule that I've very much learned for myself and it makes a lot of sense to me and it's not served me in times where I've gone into things really kind of zero to a hundred because it feels great like I'm just like wow like this all feels so amazing I love love and oh my god this is so good and all of the things that come with that but taking things slow getting to know someone for who they are getting to really really know somebody before you get fully attached invested maybe before you decide to have any um, more physical intimacy with somebody is often a really let's say healthy way to approach dating because once you're in once you're attached once you've begun to get feelings the oxytocin the dopamine everything that's involved when people are connecting like it's so much harder to break free (laughs) and so it's so much uh, more blurred as well when you're in it it's like they say love is blind you're you're caught up in in things and there's so much of a chemical like cocktail that's going on within your body with the norepinephrine the cortisol especially in the narcissistic relationship when there's stress the abuse cycle all of those things where we can really understand but particularly at the start of any kind of connection dopamine oxytocin the cuddle hormone the love hormone these are all really responsible for sometimes why we do get really caught up and lost so if we're able to set ourselves some space and time like get to know someone know really on a on a level like are they someone that you want to invest your time and energy into so i felt like that was an important share um so looking at people's personality so some of the factors that as i've shared here if you felt like you're the love bomber and you're listening to this and you can maybe now see that maybe you're not and if you're listening to this thinking you're a love bomber or a narcissist you're probably not but hey let's let's just be open about everything that's possible so let's have a look at why if you are genuinely a passionate intense person where this may stem from because I've already touched on the love bombing episode that the codependency idea around why we can be codependent and have these wounds of not coming from a place of sense of self and the main distinguishing thing here is because we are putting our needs last because somebody else's needs are are seemingly more important than our own that's kind of the root of codependency is that we feel that we are not coming from a true place of ourselves a true sense of self so it hinders our personal growth it hinders our independence It's like an over-reliance in a really unhealthy way on our partner. And as I shared, this comes from, yeah, some core wounds from childhood. It may, yeah, be coming from that need to constantly seek the reassurance, needing that constant kind of contact with somebody 
all of these factors that really shape the codependent side of why someone may feel overly intense because it's coming from a place of I really want to feel reassurance so so you end up over giving you over extend your love and prioritize someone else's needs above your own so in the sense that a narcissist isn't neglecting their own needs because their own needs are the most important thing but they're they're doing everything they can to get someone else like lured in and to get that other person focusing solely on them whereas someone with a codependent tendency will be over giving but then just completely abandoning and abandoning and neglecting their own needs and really many codependents at the root have fears of abandonment and I know this is a really common one because it can express itself from in many ways but it can also come from many different forms like emotional neglect abandonment uh, the lack of a parent present things like that and so this is the driving force to engage in intense behavior to keep the partner close, connected, and, and as a protection to prevent them from leaving and recreating that abandonment wound in the present moment. So there's many, many layers to this. And often what happens with a codependent is the lack of ability to sense where they end and somebody else begins so the lack of boundary the lack of sense of self and then that wanting to merge with a partner so that wanting to just be like everything all-encompassing just that feeling that because the codependency because of those core wounds this codependent trait has has occurred that now the identity piece where they want to merge becomes really a protective mechanism and the way this expresses is the intense feelings and behaviors of i'm just going to do everything i can because i I want to make sure that they stay with me they love me i'm not good enough exactly as i am so i'm going to overgive, overdo over please and that's where this pattern can come in so the other reasons you know you may just be born as a really passionate person you may have the high sensitivity trait you may be a highly sensitive person you may identify with being an empath and maybe have an openness to the way that you take in your emotions your feelings but ultimately some people are just born this way the next thing i wanted to touch on is attachment style and i I briefly mentioned before um those with more of an anxious attachment might have more intense behaviors because of their fears of abandonment and it's an interesting one because sometimes this may express in obviously the different styles avoidant or disorganized and not everyone is the same the fact is here that if the anxious attachment is driving this passion this intense behaviors at the start of your relationship or even during the the course of your relationship it can be done with passion but without manipulation and that's that's one big difference there that narcissists are obviously doing it to manipulate and yeah it's reminding me of the fact that I got my ex to do an attachment style test because I couldn't figure out what his behavior was doing it was so confusing for me and I just remember this now he came back as secure and I remember it made me again it kind of intensified the whole thing of like oh shit it's me it's me I better look at my attachment yeah that's funny (laughs) I don't know how he managed to come back with secure but again very many people um these master manipulators know what they're doing right (laughs) so um 
I kind of touched on this before with like the chemistry, the connection that we feel when we're in a narcissistic relationship, but also the chemistry and connection that you can just feel in a normal connection that feels really strong. There's an emotional connection there, maybe a physical connection as well. It can just lead to those feelings of oxytocin, that closeness, that feeling of sometimes borderline obsession and intensity if that's kind of the way that you are wired in some ways or because of these other traits but it can kind of lend itself to yeah if we just look at the chemistry and our hormones our neurotransmitters all of that that's going on in our body there's a lot biologically that we can lend this to for sure and sometimes that's actually really healthy to understand because we can take away any shame any feelings that it you know, that it's all just coming from like these stories, because actually there's a real part to it that's happening on a physiological level. And I guess tied into that is the whole excitement of new relationships, new beginnings, they're all new, they're all fresh. I know for for a lot of people, this can be super, super exciting. Um, yeah, it can definitely be exciting for, for people. It can also be quite stressful, actually, depending on where you're at. Uh, as a person in relationship to yourself but the excitement the novelty of things can really give rise to yeah this emotional intensity this feeling and sometimes maybe you are just that kind of person that wants to express I know I grew up in a very kind of suppressed household where we don't talk about our feelings we don't we just don't we pretend they don't exist until we maybe have a drink and then we share everything, we get into some conflict, and then we forget it ever happened, <laughs> and then repeat. And so it's that pattern where, yeah, there's different parts of our personality, different parts of our upbringing that can lend itself to why some people are more expressive, why some people feel deeper, why some people are naturally more inclined to operate from an intense perspective. Okay, so the last one I really wanted to finish up on, and it's a really juicy kind of concept. I love this idea. And I really wanted to finish up on this because I had this one conversation today at the time of recording this with someone who shared with me that in their past, they've really put people on pedestals. And there's this whole idea that, um, we can idolize and really romanticize people that are coming into our lives, which means that we can really just forget about ourselves and our own needs. And I know that this is something that I have done. And so what can happen sometimes, and for many reasons, we can drop into this space of being fully up in a fantasy, our idealized version of somebody, falling in love with somebody's potential because of either certain core wounds because of an, a sense of lack of safety in your body. It's safer not to exist in your body in the real, real realities than it is to be up in your mind trying to figure everything else out. Because at one point in your life, your mind figured something out or you were led to believe that if you just figure it out in your mind and you fantasize and you romanticize about what could be because it was a better version of your current reality, that everything is going to be okay. <laughs> And everything will feel safe. And so it becomes a pattern, especially in relationships. So there are reasons why you might engage in being this way. It's pretty common. I can say that in my friendship group from my group of girlfriends back home, I think <laughs> I think over half of us have kind of really spoke on this idea of really idolizing and having 
a romanticized view of people and really letting that like sway our real judgment but how this can really impact is if you have this this tendency you're leaning more towards becoming infatuated and passionate with somebody and you're just focused on the positives like all the good stuff that they can do and then you forget about the negative traits so it's really easy to overlook any of the potential kind of negative things here and so yeah if you have this tendency of idolizing maybe you desire perfection or you have this idea of an ideal partner and in the same kind of way that you might idolize a relationship by having a fantasy having this idea that somebody is really great falling in love with their potential you may have this part of you that also just projects like perfection onto somebody that doesn't really um that doesn't really take time to understand that someone might be not be the right person for them and so if this is your way of being everything can be an infatuation for you everything is just like no this person's so perfect they're the perfect person they embody everything and so you know that i that i believe to be perfect and so you then end up being in this space of like yeah giving giving the intent giving from this space your love your compassion and sometimes when we're idolizing, as I said about this, this level of safety that we can go into, which is why we idolize in the first place, when we feel emotionally vulnerable, I guess, at the start of new dating periods or relationships, it's actually a lot safer to attach again, as I said, to attach to this version of someone that we've idolized because it actually helps us cope better when we can when we don't think of the negatives of hey this person may be up to xyz i don't know if i trust this person or i don't know if this is the right person for me maybe they're gonna leave me do they like me do i even like them all these questions that you might have then if you can just project and hold this person like the real perfect version of somebody that you've put into your mind as like the person that you want and you've idolized then you're using this is a coping mechanism to reduce any anxiety or uncertainty because you're not even allowing those thoughts to enter your mind i guess to summarize what i've shared here is that the the most important thing if you were someone that was questioning could i be love bombing like would it come under that title am i just intense do i just give too much do i ignore my own needs just really sit with how you show up in your relationships and your intentions behind all of your actions your behavior question why why am i doing this or you know okay so i'm doing this because whatever comes up what is that giving me what is that giving me by doing this behavior what is that giving me and then start to be aware of what the answers are and just begin to have that that open awareness with yourself um if you're in partnership with your partner and yeah it's just understanding here that there is this manipulation tactic of love bombing that is really done by narcissistic individuals to to for one purpose only to really lure that person in and to trap them into this false sense that this narcissist really cares about you but the the mask drops and over time the love bombing phase whereas if we're looking at this passion and intensity that's not love bombing 
that may come from genuine parts of yourself that are parts of your personality that may also be driven by your wounds by the chemistry the connection by your attachment style by codependent tendencies then it's all going to show up with a very different intention because you genuinely care and you genuinely want to find that connection but maybe there are some deeper reasons as to whether this is healthy or not healthy in terms of the levels of intensity that you go into that and only you can decide what you know what's driving that for you but hopefully that's given you some more clarity on that as well and yeah i'm kind of sticking with the theme here with the venus retrograde that got me all talking about all of this stuff and i've got another episode on another journal entry actually sharing around some more red flags and how we can really learn to spot them and how i miss these red flags and some very personal shares with that one so definitely keep your eyes peeled for that and any questions any reflections i would love to hear from you and i will see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening if anything i shared in today's episode has touched your heart or you feel cool to share with me any parts of your own personal journey i'd love to hear from you you can find me over on instagram at i am rachel kelly I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.